We are back with another Creator Economics episode. And one thing we've been getting a lot of questions about and something Blake and I wanted to talk about was digital goods, creators, create a code, star code within Roblox. And so we thought it was best to bring on someone that actually touches each of those games, Roblox, Minecraft, and Fortnite, to talk about this subject. What's up, Preston? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on the old economics podcast. Happy to be here. So one place <laughs> I want to start, and this is a place when I, when I met you in 2017, this was, something, this was something that I personally didn't know anything about it was like the world of Minecraft servers and how creators specifically were taking advantage of Minecraft servers. Do so you mind talking about like, first of all, what is a Minecraft server? And then I think secondly, how do creators or developers make money on a Minecraft server? So a Minecraft server is really simple. It's a game within a game and you get to manipulate the existing assets that Minecraft has to offer and you get to build a little bit of a world behind that. And so the servers that we've operated and ran are the same, right? Usually you pick like a popular plugin. Back in the day, the biggest one for Java Minecraft was called Factions. If like almost anybody who played Minecraft knew what Factions is, right? You build up a base, you build up an economy and a faction of your own, and then you take that and go raid other faction bases. And it's very basically Rust, <laughs> really like Rust-esque. Um, and so like, that was like a big boom in 2013, everybody had a Minecraft server or was working on one. I think at, at one point in time, I'd say like 80% of content creators had it, but most of the time it was just a vanilla plugin, like either factions with no mods. So they wouldn't hire a Java developer to make custom enchantments within Minecraft. It was just like the standard plugin with their branding on it. It's like buying a blank and then printing your logo. That's what a lot of people did. But then there was also like Hunger Games slash survival games, which came out. It's kind of like a similar thing. Like, I remember uh, YouTubers had these same exact maps on all their servers and just changed the name of the ranks, right? It'd be like iron, bronze, and then they'd theme it to like whatever their own uh, style was. Wow. So when, when was the first time that you got involved in a Minecraft server? 2013. TBNR server was its name. Okay. And then how was TBNR server monetized? Oh, it's so long ago. It was, I partnered with actually a, a kid who was like 16 at the time. And we opened up like a vanilla Hunger Games server pretty much. And it was monetized purely through ranks. So ranks would just give you like priority join access. It was really like simple. And that was it. Because back in the day, like, I mean, usually creators would like cap servers. So if you had the priority join, you could get in. It was very simple though. Like kind of like a reward system with an airline. Wow. And, and was it... You know, is it mainly like fans or viewers or just random people all joining this this server? Or like, how are you even, yeah, like thinking about who joins the server? And was there a limit? Like, what, what's the limit on a server right now? You know, Java is like a tricky one because it's so resource intensive. But usually you could have a, like a survival game servers with like thousands of people. Oh, but wow. per lobby, what, 24 people on average or so? Something along those lines. And we, we should probably make this note. So you, you said you said a lot of things. Enchantments. You said uh, you just said Java. So for for people out there, what what do you mean by Java? Because this so, was something you said to me in 2017, and I was like, I, I know you're maybe talking about a PC, but what are you talking about? Java is just like I, I I'm not a developer, but it's a platform. I think it's a language platform for developers that they get to uh, you know code in, and it was what Minecraft was based off of. And now there's now that my, it's confusing because there's two versions of Minecraft, right? There's like Bedrock, which is available on PC, Mac, Xbox, your phone. It's all cross-platform. And then there's Java, which was the first Minecraft that is only on PC and Mac. 
And so just to clarify that, like there are servers for the Bedrock Edition, but it is very different. It has to be only cosmetic and also Mojang gets their cut versus a Java Minecraft server where we've actually never been approached to even like be offered anything like that. So right now everything our servers generate, we keep. Wow, so yeah, fascinating. And, and, and so now, like today, you still run servers, I'm assuming. And, and like how many different game modes or mods, like where is it at now in terms of just like building out the, the server side? And are there other big creators that, that also have servers right now? Ooh, that's such a good question. There, there are like a good friend of mine, uh, Mitch, Bayesian Canadian is working on a server and has always had like multiple servers. I'm actually looking at right now, we have... 1800 people online and we have three different java servers so factions which is the first one prisons another popular game mode and then skyblock the person who, the people who do skyblock the best by the way is hypixel by far they crush it with like 80 to 90,000 concurrence i mean like triple a game level concurrent players it's like ridiculous wow yeah and and hypixel is one of the would we say you say it's the largest minecraft server out there right now Mm -hmm. And they're, yeah. they're known for some of their mini games. Uh, I know that you've played on your channel, TNT Wars, Bed Wars, Murder Mystery, just to name a few of like everything that, that is inside that server. Yep. Yeah, they have so many. And actually, it's funny because Bed Wars was um, a, a, a copy from another server that was called Egg Wars. And I found that game and I called it Money Wars. And that's why that game exploded. It was actually on a different Minecraft server. Hypixel saw this explosion of growth in this mini game. It was like, let's do it and do it differently and call it Bed Wars. And still to this day, I mean, like, look at the explosion of a super popular YouTuber, Technoblade. I mean, the guy used to only make Bed Wars content. I know we're kind of derailing, but like, it's just crazy because a lot of YouTubers channels have been made off of these Minecraft servers because the players, like you were asking earlier, Blake, they're viewers, but then people get super invested and they become super fans of the servers themselves. Maybe they love the community. They love the admins and the moderators that are a part of them, or they love all of that about it and the influencer. So it's great because you get to go on there and just like raise morale. I mean, if I type anything in the chat, half the people are toxic and wanting me to go, you know, <laughs> in myself and then the other people are like it's preston let's go i haven't seen him on in years it's very interesting responses yeah i was gonna ask like do you ever hop in and, and play on there and and i'm assuming it's a natural extension of you know actually when you create minecraft content and going in and, and creating content on your own servers has to be you know super certain or like it, the synergy is just really good because you know you're promoting the server but you're also then getting to interact with your community and um i imagine there, there's some element of if you're playing on that server you're expecting uh or hoping that you know you run into preston on there yeah it's uh it's it's become harder i would say because java content was i mean you know youtube as a whole was much easier to make content on earlier and so even though we've been doing weekly updates on these java servers and there's so much content in there it's just not the content that a lot of people on youtube are looking for these days and so I'm not as heavily a part of the creative process anymore, but it is really incredible to hop on and interact with the community. So much so we made actually an entire YouTube channel, Preston Cosmic, and it was just sporadic episodes with new seasons. And the, the servers are treated very similar to Fortnite. Like they'll have a lifespan of 70 days, ours do anyways, and then they'll reset, they'll have a new theme, a new build, and then usually new extra updates that kind of really encourage the community to get more reinvigorated in the content. Wow. Okay, so you, you just said Fortnite, so we'll get to that next. So, and I think this is really interesting. So creators in the gaming space, and this is not known to a lot of people, but 
they have areas where they're making money, which is clear of like AdSense merchandise sponsorships. And what some of you guys have now figured out is like, there's a lot of money to be made in digital goods, digital items, and then running our own servers. And Minecraft is one example of that. How are you monetizing Fortnite right now as a creator outside of just filming videos and making AdSense? Uh, and then you were talking about, did you say Fortnite in uh, specific? Yeah, just- yeah, yeah, let's go into Fortnite. In Fortnite, that's a tough one. You know, who does a great typical gamer? Daily live streams and VODs. Uh, he does a really great job. I think that there are two types of people that are really benefiting from the creator code in Fortnite. And it is either the map creators themselves, which now you can create like full on mini games and you couldn't do that at the launch. Um, so Epic actually flew me out uh, on an NDA to play test creative mode with like other popular creators like Lachlan. And we got to give them a lot of advice. It's funny, they flew out a lot of the ex Minecraft YouTubers uh, to give them feedback. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. Um, and I love that team. They're so cool. But it was really cool because, you know, there was uh, some of the popular maps that just caught on like fire. And these kids were, you know, 16. They were making no money to making almost thousands a day just because of the fact they had one popular map that somebody could support using their code. And so just so you know, like if you purchase anything in the Epic Store using somebody's code, you get 5% of that purchase. And so I think with influencers, the way it works is they just want to support somebody because it's literally free to put in a referral code. And if you're going to buy stuff in the shop, you might as well support your favorite creator. So it became just really easy to do. But one thing I wanted to do was to create a company that was making content and making maps. Similar to I've seen Lachlan do with Power. I think they signed on their org two builders. Um, and a funny story, one of the first maps was Money Wars. So a Minecraft inspired map, something we pitched to Epic back in 2018 for a mini game that they should create. So that's the two ways I think people are using the supporter creator code in a really smart way. Yeah, it, it's basically like an affiliate revenue, right? Where it, it's, you know, they're gonna still sell that regardless. And, and it's like, who do you want to support? And, and really the messaging is like, choose what creator you want to get money for me buying these skins or whatever it might be. Uh, and they're already spending the money anyways. And so uh, the creators get to really, you know, make a lot of money it, it's you know five percent might not sound like a ton but it really adds up especially when when you have people that are spending hundreds of dollars in, in fortnite yeah and you also have like hundreds of thousands of supporters like i don't have that anymore because i don't unfortunately post a lot of fortnite content anymore but the people who are that are still there day in day out grinding fortnite content or also building those popular maps are really seeing the benefit right now because of so many people like going to other games or other platforms so Okay, so you said 5% for the creator code on Fortnite. What do the economics look like in Minecraft? I know you alluded to earlier that your Java server uh, doesn't pay any platform fees to Minecraft. Mm -hmm. uh, does the marketplace, uh, which is more bedrock, which you mentioned earlier, are, are they paying platform fees? It's a three-way split. So I think it's 33-33-33. What is it? Microsoft Mojang to the creator. And that's something that actually Reed and I have gotten to be a part of more recently with one of our production studios, Meatball, and we've actually been making Minecraft maps that are themed around Preston right now, and it's also skin packs, but there are some people who've been doing this for so long mm -hmm. in such an intelligent way. Somebody told me about it in 2018, and I was like, I don't wanna go through that process. I've got my own Java Minecraft servers. It's incredible, and the content is amazing. They have a very strict approval process, so you can't just like get in. You have to be approved to be a partner first, and then your content is like 
really nitpicked. Like if you have like maybe even a typo, they're like, do it all over again, like resubmit it <laughs> mm -hmm. the proper way. They're very intense, which is good because it keeps a lot of great content on there because they don't want people, you know, hopping on the marketplace, spending mine coins or money so you can use their, their coin system or money to purchase these maps and they want to make sure it's very quality. But there are just some studios out there that are probably 16, 18 that are just putting up 10 pieces of content or skin packs. If you were the first person to put Among Us skin pack on there, I guarantee you would have made $100,000, if not more. Like your take home. Would have been, it's, it's not hard to do. You're manipulating very basic assets. That's uh, that's so crazy. I, I, I remember talking with, uh, or I was talking with Reed about this earlier. Like, I, I didn't even know that Minecraft Marketplace was a thing. Like, I, I obviously knew about the server side of this, but I never even knew there was this world where you can buy skins and maps and, and things like that. And it's just fascinating. And I wonder why it is that, like, it, it is a little bit more low-key or maybe there isn't more creators. Like, I imagine if, if Dream and, and that crew, you know, made Dream skins and things like that, it would just... I can't even imagine, but like it, it, it's interesting that they haven't, you know, fully like it doesn't seem like the entire community is fully aware that this is even an opportunity, but it's amazing that you guys have mm -hmm. tapped into it so far. Do you think that they would use or like purchase that? Because that that fandom is awesome and super hyper like engaged. And I think that like plushies and physical tangible merchandise goes a super long way. But I'd be curious because I wonder how many of their viewers actually even play Minecraft. Yeah. Genuinely. Hmm. Well, like, and you I and I like had this conversation too is we think that Dream and uh, Tommy in it and all these guys, like their audience, if they play Minecraft, is probably more centered around Java and mm -hmm. not around Bedrock. And mm -hmm. so that was like one of the things Preston and I talked a lot about is like, Okay, if Dream did a map, it would probably sell well, but a lot of his fans don't usually play on Bedrock. From what we've heard from Minecraft, the Bedrock audience is much younger because they play oh, on yeah. mobile, they play on Xbox. Um, it's not like the 16, 18, 20-year-olds that watch that Dream S&P crowd. When you can also even see it on the marketplace, I have it pulled up right now. It's like a lot of role play packs for like high school and in different skins within that genre. And it's very encouraged. And it'll be like literally just a map that's a bare bones high school that you can go on with your friends and then just role play, right? Like it's very uh, much, I would say, like younger focused. Yeah, it, it almost looks like Roblox esque, right? Like the 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 skins and and the maps like feel very Roblox inspired, and uh, it, it's interesting. I, I don't play much Minecraft anymore, but I always thought of like so. Minecraft as you know what you graduate into after Roblox. Like <laughs> it's like there's like this <laughs> like you know if you just follow the path of you know Roblox is a really young audience, and then you know past Roblox, you then move into, into Minecraft, and then I don't know, after Minecraft, maybe you move into Fortnite creative mode or something like that later on. But uh, it is interesting that, that Minecraft, it, 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 it seems like that marketplace is almost a play on like a, or a direct attack on, on Roblox and like moving into that world. I would definitely agree with that. I mean, look at, oh my gosh, I'm looking at this Among Us skin pack by our boy log.zip, popular Minecraft creator, 13,900 reviews, 21 skins. It's actually insane yeah and so the other interesting thing about the minecraft marketplace for if people go on they'll actually see large ips uh like uh, mm -hmm. toy story and jurassic park uh, and any marvel film that comes out so these studios are now going to minecraft and asking them to make maps and then they're selling these maps on the marketplace uh, and it actually presents an interesting opportunity for someone like preston to go to paramount and be like, hey, I know you're coming out with this new movie, whatever that is. Let us make a Minecraft map for it. And then I'll play this map on my Minecraft channel on YouTube. And then we'll sell these items, right? So, so it's more organic. 
Yeah, yeah it's so, so smart. It's, it's an interesting opportunity for creators, at least in the Minecraft space, to take advantage of this. I definitely think so. I mean, look at this, man. Oh my gosh. Two of them, the best selling right now, it's Star Wars and Jurassic World. Mm -hmm. Massive, massive IPs. So what are kids, Preston, what are kids making? Like what, what do you think? And I know you have a Minecraft server. Like the other thing too, that I, I want you to point out is like, what, what age are these kids that are, that are developing for you? Oh my God. Okay. So now, I mean, they've, they've, they've aged up, right? So our lead developers in his early twenties, um, but one of our developers actually that runs one of the servers and our highest, our highest like generating revenue wise one was 17 and now he's 18. And he was actually like not even from America. Uh, we used, I used to have this young kid making different types of resource packs for my Minecraft videos. So when Granny was popular, he could make, uh, he could make you look like Granny in the game. So you could do a Granny hide and seek. And I had no idea at the time. He's 14. He's 14. <laughs> I, 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 there's, and there's another kid, he was making maps for me and I was paying him like a hundred, 150 bucks a map. And he was, uh, he was like, oh, I'm 13. And you know, you don't ever, you don't ever talk to these people. Like it's the 21st century. You're just texting and typing on discord or various messaging applications. <laughs> and you're like, you know, wait, what? Um, I mean, look at Tico, this kid also like he 5 million subscribers in like what, six to seven months breakout creator. And uh, when I heard that he was 14, I was like, okay, no shot Get out of here. <laughs> It's incredible. It's it's honestly amazing. I think it's you know in the same way that that we would probably have you know been told to have lemonade stands or things like that back in the day. It's like the, the, these these kids are uh, just really innovating of how they can make money on the internet, and, and I think the money that they are probably making, I don't I don't think their parents even like comprehend or understand. Like I, I imagine they're getting like a check, and they're just like, wait, what? Like where did you just get you know thousands of dollars from? And uh, I can't imagine them trying to explain it to their parents that they're you know made some graphic for Minecraft and like that doesn't seem real. Like it, they, you you made money <laughs> off that, but uh, it's amazing to think about. Yeah, we did this. We did a, a quick video and we gave a kid diamonds because he, he won it. So he got like a real diamond. I can't remember, like one carrot or something like that. And his parents are like, why do you have diamond? Did you steal? What happened? <laughs> why, 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 does, why is this strange man sending you a diamond? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I always thought it was fascinating when Preston would tell me the ages of the, the individuals that were coding for him on his server. And then now as, as we kind of pivot into marketplace and we start building these maps and I've started to interact with these developers. They're like 15, 16, 17 years old. Um, and they have a very good understanding of the gaming ecosystem and like what kids want to download and buy and how they make money. And I'm just like, trying to think of myself at 16 years old. I was just trying to like get through math class in high school without a D. Uh, now we have kids who are like massive developers at 16 who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's probably even crazier for Roblox, right? Like where you know, and maybe that's you know that's the other piece that, that we we should talk about. But in Roblox, it, it's I, the age is, is like super young, right? Like you you have people that are probably starting at eight, nine, ten years old, and then uh, you have you know people that are building these these games and these maps and uh i mean literally every part of the costumes whatever you want to call it and those people are probably like 13 14 15 and and they're just printing money and 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 like uh again you know the parents of these people probably really don't understand they're like wait what this is what you made and this is what you're selling like what is going on uh but i i think it'd be interesting to hear from you like you you clearly spend a lot of time in the roblox ecosystem like how do you think about just the roblox entire ecosystem whether it's the games itself or uh, the costumes, all of that. Like, and, and how do you navigate that? It is fantastic. 
Because Roblox is like one of the ones that is set apart. They did not start as a game like Fortnite or Minecraft. It's a platform. And I love that because every single game on this platform is user generated. And that is amazing. And the economics, I believe, back in the day used to be a lot worse. And they made it like really, really good. It was like, what was it, like 82... 18. It was 18% um, to the developers, yeah. Yeah, and then now it's 65-35, so that's that's great. But even then, there were still, like, some of the top games, like, I mean, grossing millions, right? And it's interesting, so how the economics work is your server, right, or your game on the Roblox platform, you have these microtransactions, and you get paid in Robux. So more digital currency, yes. And then you have to exchange the Robux uh, for like US dollars. And I literally never did that, but it was very interesting. Most of the time we would just save it so we could use it for YouTube videos. Because if you actually go out and buy a million Robux, I think I remember it costing like a ridiculous amount of money. Maybe it was like $10,000 or something. So, but like you could just sell a t-shirt in the Robux store or the Roblox store. It's a catalog is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. And I think I have like 6 million Robux in there. And like, if I could sell them what they were like worth like a Target gift card, I mean, oh my gosh, it'd be so much money. Uh, there was a kid that was in college and I filmed videos with him. His name was Linkmon. He had like 700,000 USD worth of Roblox items. He'd been collecting them like RuneScape party hats, if you even know what that is. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's like the cryptocurrency of a video game almost. You just got to it early and you just had all this wealth. So they also have this recent development, uh, the star code, very similar to the sport of creator code that Fortnite has. And initially it didn't actually support mobile. So if people bought uh, Robux on mobile, which is a huge chunk of Roblox's uh, player base, it didn't actually support that. So it was very minuscule. And then once they allowed that to apply to mobile games, oh my gosh, it's great. So like, I think my star code will still generate thousands a month and I don't play the, like I haven't uploaded a piece of content in, in 182 days wow. or something like that. And so it really gets to build up this revenue stream and people are still down to support. It's insane. And then they also have the UGC. So you can make these custom models. It's not just making a 2D shirt now that you sell for five Robux. It's custom models like chains and pets. Like we made my wife's Chuckles the Chicken plushie that was in real life, like in the game and it sits on the shoulder and everybody loved it. You list it for like 150 Robux, which is so easy and accessible. And that's something I really like about Roblox. It's like you can have all of these cool items and not pay a premium. Like, yes, there are the premium items that are super dope, cosmetics, but, and you get to flex them in games. Like, you get to flex them. There's a lot of games where, like, you can't flex them. Like, listen, if I'm dropping 100,000 Robux on this chain <laughs> necklace, I really want to be able to go into every game on the platform and wear this necklace. And so the, the value for the consumer is really there in Roblox, where it's like a Minecraft skin's cool, but, like, I can't... I can't put like a mounted dragon on my shoulder or this custom animation. Like none of that exists yet, but I think it will soon. Mm -hmm. But Roblox, they just, they have it, right? And then, and then the, the, the discoverability for games is great too, because like you just go to roblox.com, which I'm going to literally do right now. Oh my gosh, never mind. I have to sign up. I'm not logging my account. <laughs> it's a, pro it's a can, process. I'm sure it dots me at the top right now and, and, and probably yeah, like exactly. 200,000 people playing. It gives you the <laughs> top that, grossing games, which I've heard. Uh, 
that the top grossing games are making close to $10 million a month top line. Um, so you can then do the math on like what the development team is making on that game. $2. Um, but that's the scale <laughs> of like how much these, these developers for these big games are making. Have you, what's the next step with Roblox for you? Are you guys working on a game? Are you guys going yes. to launch anything? Yes, it's actually, oh my gosh. I think I sent you, did I send you the splash page read? I, I, yeah, I'm asking for the audience that's watching on YouTube. No, I, I, I obviously I, know the answer. <laughs> I know that. I was just curious because I can't remember if we had made one. We did. So it's called uh, Cosmic Heroes, and it's obviously inspired by RuneScape. Surprisingly, 95% of developers out there, at least for the Java community, played RuneScape in their life. And every Minecraft server is heavily inspired by RuneScape, including our own. So it's very much so like one of those you have skills, you train them up, a lot of PVE, which just means you are uh, PVPing uh, mobs to like grind and level up. And there's also PVP, which is player versus player. So it's uh, it's going to be cool. I'm really excited. And I think the economics is so far, we've probably invested 70, 75,000 into the game to see it get to the point to where it is right now. So hopefully it launches in a few months. And well, we'll see. We'll see. But I mean, it's too much of an untapped market to not like try to get in. I remember when Adopt Me had like five to 10,000 players on it when I was filming content in 2017. It was nowhere near as large as it is now. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I, Are you I, able I, to see how many current players Adopt Me has? I know. I got to log in. Hey, or like live. It, it's, it's always above 100,000 concurrence. The there was least. at one time, there was 700,000, I think. Yeah. They, they, they're hitting like massive, massive scale. And it's interesting because what you touched on is like it is all just pure UGC and uh, you know these are all just games made by random people uh, and on the platform itself and it's it's interesting that you like touched on you know someone might spend you know a hundred thousand uh, robux on like a chain when in theory like the perceived value you know like it, it's all just like within that ecosystem. And, and if you mm. play a lot of Roblox, then you're like, okay, yeah, I want to flex on someone and I, I appreciate <laughs> that. But it's interesting because it is UGC that like, I imagine, you know, if I made a gold chain, there's probably a thousand gold chains on there, right? Like, and so like, how do you actually even know which one is like the really cool gold chain? And uh, like that that side of Roblox is, is fascinating to think through and, and how just that whole space is is. I mean, clearly everyone is, is really talking about it within the business world right now with their IPO coming up. But it, it, I think oh, yeah. they've really done an incredible job of just getting uh, people just like the economics are, are amazing for everyone within it. And I think every kid is obsessed with the Roblox right now. But the, even the idea that they can and they, and they should be. Yes, they should be <laughs> like as an adult. It's the most fun channel to make content on period wow it is easy it's fun it's efficient i'm looking at it right now dot me is 325,000 players on as we're recording this 7 40 p.m central standard time and then there's what is this game brookhaven <laughs> never seen this before 292,000 players oh my gosh when did this game launch <laughs> it was created april of 2020 wow that, I mean, again, and, 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 you know, if you look up those teams and, and you, you look up these developers, they're probably, you know, 19, 20 and, and the oldest, you know, and, and it's small teams uh, that are that are reaching massive oh, so scale small. by building on, the, on this uh, on this platform, which is just incredible.
I mean, look at Rust, right? Few developers, Inner Sloth for Among Us, few developers. I'm looking at this store right now. There's like five purchasables and they're like cosmetics. Another cool thing about Roblox is you can actually, if you have a game that you love, you can have a private server where you can just invite your friends. It'll cost like a hundred bucks a month. I'm sorry, hundred Robux a month. Um, and it's a reoccurring subscription, so if you don't cancel it, hi, gotcha. Uh, but it's like, it's so cheap, but it's so fun. Like you just get a host with your friends. And then on top of that, for Roblox, oh wait, hold on, I gotta see if I can find it so I can show it to you guys, because it's actually really cool. I can't see your screen, by the way, so I hope you're- No, I know, OBS listen, but this. it's it's me, all right? Yeah, like, it's, he, it's, it's just him talking yeah, yeah, through yeah, it. I got you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the brain. Ah, oh, don't tell me I forgot what it was. No. Well, that is a big part of Roblox. Oh yes, that's what it was. Ah, speaking of massive IP in Roblox and, and, and the marketplace for Minecraft, they also have it in Roblox. And that, that's where it was huge. Ready Player One had a massive event. Reed and I actually went to San Francisco, toured the offices, went to the Ready Player One movie that Roblox like hosted. And they were like just in games that other people made, obviously on their platform, they were just putting the keys from the movie. Yep. And it was like, go juice this game and place the, play this and do this challenge in this game. And you would see a game that have like a thousand concurrence all of a sudden have like a million wow. yeah. just from that. And like, I would think it's better than how the marketplace works with uh, Minecraft because yeah, it's cool. You have the map and you get to promote it and that's awesome. But playing your favorite game and then just seeing like this this key from a movie be a part of it and you get to collect it and if you collect all of them you get these like limited items and drops like roblox has it all it is just it's phenomenal i i am so excited for roblox yeah it, it, it's it truly feels like you know a lot of people will use the term like metaverse or whatever but like roblox has created this <sighs> ecosystem where you have your skins and and you know the costumes or whatever it might be that actually can mm -hmm. translate across all these games and so uh it might actually be the one that makes the most sense to purchase like if you're playing roblox every day even if you're not playing the same game mode within roblox you're still able to uh move or like use that costume throughout the game and i, I think for most kids right now it is it is the place where they're hanging out and uh sort of like this third place where they're hanging out with their friends and, and gaming with friends and meeting new people which is just awesome and I think a lot of people, like you said, Blake, like they don't really, they just write it off as like this really weird kids game. And it's so not because as a 26 year old male, I love it. My 27 year old wife also loves it. It's just fun. And even my siblings will play it. And they're also older. And like you said, there's so much. You can be playing a parkour map. You can be uh, playing this simulator game where it's like a tycoon and you're just making money or you're buying YouTubers. Like they have everything. And because it's a platform, you don't operate the same in every game. You can have not only different abilities, but different move speed, but different functions, different GUIs, everything changes from game to game. And with Minecraft, like you can do everything you want cosmetically or even with development on the back end and make things do things they don't normally do. So a diamond sword could all of a sudden make you fly, but it still can't inherently change the function and control of the game. Mm -hmm. And that's what something Roblox has. Yeah, without question. Should be a, I, I should be a salesperson for Roblox. That was great. I, I, you gassed them up so hard yeah. right now. I mean, I they, do it. I'm sorry. I love They should them. probably go them. public as soon as possible. And give I know me the stock. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do know that Roblox does have an issue right now. They they do churn kids and they never come back because people do view it as a kid's game. Once you're six, seven, eight years old, once you leave, you kind of make that transition to Minecraft, which Jay, which uh, Blake talked about earlier, and you don't really go back. So it's something that Roblox 
now almost being a public company is going to need to figure out like how they retain users once they get to be 12, 13, 14 years old from like going to Fortnite or League of Legends or like other games where they'll probably play that up until they're 20, 30 years old. I don't know if I'll personally ever leave League of Legends. Um, and I don't think kids will ever leave Fortnite. I think they're so embedded in that culture now. It's like the game they want to play. Yes. There's also like this really like grim thing that hit my head and it's like, let's be honest, like millennials are having, I would say less children than normal because like there is the churn you mentioned because there's also the churn with YouTube channels. If you have one that is uh, meant for the younger audience and then they get older, do you have another channel for them to go to? Like, yeah, but also the way you can look at it, it's like there's so many kids on the, on everything now for technology that like, you know, like the churn is like, is it really that bad because of the getting, they're obviously getting more players and they're losing, but I get what you're saying about wanting to make sure they can capture all of them, but also like, should they just focus on their strengths? I mean, what would you do in their situation? Yeah, it's, it's one where, you know, it's for sure something that's top of mind for people because it's like Mm -hmm. in the same way that Snapchat, you know, used to be like, okay, this is just for kids. And then they, they figured out how to keep it where like, Clearly, uh, people are still using it. I, I have personally churned because my, my friends just stopped using it. But, I mean, if you talk to any 18-, 19-year-old or whatever or any high schooler, like, they're still using Snapchat. And, and they're <laughs> still – Snapchat's Yeah, and, and, and they're still using it, right? Like, they're, they're going to keep using it, I think, as their primary messenger for forever in theory. Yeah. Uh, where in, in, in Roblox, I think if they can – I think Roblox's problem is it's mainly around the art, and they've they've teased that they're gonna change the art a little bit over time. But throughout, like the art itself right now is definitely more towards uh, you know kids than than someone who's mm. you know like twenty six, twenty seven who's playing it because they might just want more high, higher fidelity. Like it's very much like a block art right now, and so if they can yeah, you is. know fix that side of it. Then it could get more interesting, and and you know maybe it, I'll I'll play it more. But right now it, it feels to me it's like oh my gosh, like this is just it feels just like a young kid's game, and um and and I think they can you know hopefully tweak that over time. But I do view a lot of these games as basically like feeder programs in, into like these end games where like you know Fortnite or Counter Strike or League of Legends. Like if you like if you game throughout your entire time of like you know just growing old, you'll probably end up like at, at League of Legends or Counter Strike as like the end point. But these other games are like stops along the way, and and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like you still uh, want to be the, the platform for when you're eight mm-hmm. to fifteen. But um, I, I do think these other games like League of Legends. Like I, I I can see myself playing League of Legends when I'm like forty. Like I I truly don't think I'll I'll ever turn from that game. Same. Well, how cognizant do you think that Epic, Roblox, and kind of, I guess, kind of Mojang, how cognizant do you think they are of these games that are being developed potentially becoming the next Fortnite, the next Minecraft, right? Like, they've got to be having scouts out here at all moments in time. I know a lot of developers, uh, Lewis Scripters, for the Roblox games end up becoming Roblox employees because they get scouted. But like, yeah. who's to say that right now on the Roblox platform, there's not the next Fortnite? There could be ten of them. Yep. There could be. Yeah, there there definitely could be. You know, and, and in a perfect world, you know, Minecraft and uh, you know, the interesting thing for I guess Minecraft is that 
they have to sort of benefit off of you know these third party modders to, yeah. to to make it happen. Like you're not, I think it's super unlikely we see Minecraft actually go and say, hey, let's try and do this. And 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 I guess in in, in Roblox's case, it's similar too, where Roblox has to sort of hope that that people create these big waves and you know hope. It sounds like I forget what the other game that you just mentioned that's just as big as Adopt Me right now, but like that that game is amazing for them that there's another mm-hmm. game that's breaking out because Adopt Me has mm-hmm. been at the top for so long, and so it's, it's like a blessing and a curse that they get to rely on these platforms and hope that the modders can come up with interesting things. But uh, you're you're probably, yeah, just copying older game mechanics from RuneScape or uh, existing behaviors that are out there. Yeah, it's also a great place for new creators too because there's so much viewership that can be garnered from these games. Yeah. Preston, so you've chosen to segment your audience. And what I mean by that is like you have a, a Fortnite channel, a Minecraft channel, and you have a Preston Roblox channel, and now a Preston Cosmic channel. And a press and Among Us channel coming like probably whoa, whoa, soon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, what 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 made you what made you think about breaking out all those channels uh, into different popular games instead of just like continuing to pivot to like what was popular, which I think a lot of creators default to right now. That's a good one. I don't know. Honestly, I can't give you a super straight answer because I have done the pivot. Right, the main. Preston channel was Preston plays until 7 million subscribers. And then I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to do live action content. Uh, I prayed about it. Let's do it. Yeah. It was a Minecraft channel. Yeah. And then I, but then a few months prior I had made a new Preston plays channel. So at one point in time, there were two Preston plays channel, both doing Minecraft content, one Java and then one bedrock edition. And so once I made the transition to real life content, that's when that one became Java and bedrock. It's still primarily Java because all of our content is actually developed and made, which is really cool. But anyways, I don't know. I feel like the search and discoverability of uh, being able to have this one game that you really just invest a lot of your time into, it's, it's huge. And then also you can use those channels to pivot because I think it's not about one game per channel. It's one genre of content per channel, right? And I don't know, like with my, my first ever YouTube channel I made 12 years ago, it started on Call of Duty, then it was Counter-Strike, and then it was, goodness gracious, Fortnite. Then I didn't post for a year, and now it's Among Us content. Mm. Like, what, yeah, that, it, that, it's crazy to watch. Like, if, if people aren't familiar with Preston, like, they should go just search Preston on, on, on YouTube because you'll be amazed that he actually has a, a, probably five or six channels that he's constantly uploading to and I, I i actually i can't even imagine what your schedule looks like and it, it's truly remarkable like how much how many videos you're, you're putting out because i think most people struggle to manage one channel uh I, i'm curious like how big is your team like how do you even think through like uh and, and plan all of that stuff of just getting that many videos out per week because it, it's it's insane it's super fun. You know, the, the total employee cap right now is about 45, but we do a lot for, we do, we have like real estate that we do. We have our new coffee shop. So each one of those have like a staff of like eight wow. and then we'll have merchandise and other staff of eight. We do everything in-house still, which is really fun and cool. And then the production team's about 26. And it's really funny because we have four gaming channels operating at about 200 million monthly views and it exists. Uh, there are four people for that and it includes myself and my wife and two other employees. So it's very lean. The real life production is definitely consuming more of our team, but I've always just really enjoyed making content and it's been something that I just, I love doing. 
but it is very taxing. And so the creative process is, I think, something that a lot of creators struggle with, whether it's for business or content. I mean, creative is just a difficult thing to have a grasp on. And I think it's one of those things where it's like a muscle and you have to just get repetitions in over and over again. And to this day right now, I don't even have somebody planning my content. And in, what happens is I'll come up with the idea and I'll pass it to a creative coordinator. That's what we call them. And then they just add the bones and structure to the content once the idea has been conceptualized by myself. And wow. then that's, and that's the same thing for the gaming content too. So we'll come up with the content, we'll give bullet points. And I'm not giving these people enough credit because they do the harder leg of work. I prefer just doing ideas. I think it's easier because it's much easier to be like, you know what, hide and seek's popular. What else popular? SWAT team. Let's hide underground against the SWAT team. Boom, I love it. All right, and then here's, go have fun. Like, can you come up with content around that idea? So I think, uh, you know, that's like something that a lot of content creators struggle with, but a lot of it's just being on the platform and consuming it, right? Like, I think Carl Jacobs is a great example yeah. of that, that consumes social media and has become like this beef tank of a social media celebrity. And it's also like translated to his YouTube content, but he just is on the platform. So he just understands yep. it and consumes it. It's amazing. I mean, congrats. It's truly amazing to watch from afar. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. If uh, if you guys want to find Preston, you can find him at Preston on YouTube, TV on our frags on YouTube, Preston Plays on YouTube, Preston Roblox on hey, YouTube. Preston on Twitter, which I bought for one Preston Ethereum. Preston on Twitter, <laughs> uh, which is now worth a little more than it was three years ago when you bought it. But yes, you what? bought it for one Ethereum. Yeah, get, some, get some coins, guys. All right. There's a lot of big play. Hey, listen. Whoa, 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 whoa. Except you can get some Robo your, Robux. Just, just a disclaimer: We're not telling you to invest in cryptocurrency, nor is mm. Preston. But if you want to buy coins, go ahead and buy coins. Yeah, I'm not telling you. Go invest in the S and P. But thanks for coming on. <laughs> thanks for coming on, man. I hope this was enlightening to people who probably didn't understand what this ecosystem was, because I know in 2017 I did not, and you opened my eyes to a completely different world that I did not know existed. So thanks for coming on.